Welcome to the Healthy Habits for Life podcast. I'm Dr. Carol Perlman, a psychologist, health coach, and married mom of two boys. I went from a frazzled mompreneur who hits snooze until the last possible moment to a vibrant business owner who jumps out of bed at 5 a.m. excited about my day. I once felt completely overwhelmed by my endless task list, but have learned how to work smarter, not harder, by studying health habits, mindset, and time management. I love to teach others how to implement top recommendations for health, happiness, and success. Yes, busy moms can learn how to stop picking at your kids' leftover food, create a daily exercise routine, and stay on top of the to-do list so you go to bed feeling fantastic about your day. Tune in each week as I share my best strategies for creating and sustaining daily habits for a healthy lifestyle and chat with other experts in the health and wellness industry. I'm your host, Dr. Carol Perlman. This is the Healthy Habits for Life show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Healthy Habits for Life podcast. I'm Carol Perlman, and thank you so so much for being here. I have with me today, Gail Goldner, and Gail is someone that I know on a variety of levels, so I'm excited for you to get to know her today and to share some great content with you today. So welcome, Gail. Thank you, Carol. So should we start um, and explain how we know each other, the funny ways how we know each sure. other? Sure. Yeah. So you want to tell a story? You want me? Um, sure, I can start and then you yeah. can add to it. So okay. the very first time Carol and I met was at my cousin Eve's um, bar mitzvah. Carol's husband, Josh, is friends with Eve and her husband from college. And it turns out that Carol and I were wearing the same exact dress in the same color. So we kind of bonded right away um, over that. And come to find out, we have an ongoing um, mutual interest for the same dress style and continue to replicate each other over the years, which is really funny. Um, but we that was the first time. Then I think we met again at New Year's Eve Correct. and um, at a sleepover at Carl Neve's house. And so we spent a lot of time and I guess we just clicked and we just knew that we had a lot in common and that we were meant to be friends, even though we live in different states, we were meant to be friends. And Definitely. that was many years ago. I mean, that was probably like five years ago at this at point. Least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we've just gotten to know each other over the years and, um, you know, deepen this friendship and also create a business collaboration. Gail is someone who wears many different hats and I'm not even, I couldn't even do justice to describe the work that you do. So I'm going to ask you to tell us a little bit about that. Sure thing. So about four and a half years ago, um, after being a meeting planner for an association for over 20 years, I now do not just meeting and events. I also do program project association management. I'm also currently COO of Up in the Chair, a company that celebrates each and every for their unique contribution to humanity. So like Carol said, I wear a lot of hats. (laughs) Yes, you do. I can't even keep up with everything that you... um that you do. And, and Gail is a networker extraordinaire and she is just very outgoing and social and knows a lot of people and has a talent for matching up people who need to know each other. And she's done that for me many times already. And so Gail, let's talk a little bit about what was going on for you personally. So obviously, you know, the theme for the podcast is healthy habits. And the reason why I have Gail as a guest today is because we've been working together on, in addition to building our friendship on helping Gail with many different habits. And she has really transformed in a lot of ways. And I thought it's just an amazing story that I wanted you to share so people can see 
that, you know, you can start out in one place and you really, I say this all the time, but you really never know who you'll become, the kind of person you'll become, the kind of habits that you may adopt. And I know that has been true for me, you know, that eight, 10 years ago, I never would have imagined that I would live my life the way I do today. And you know, you just never know. So, you know, you've made so many changes and I just wanted to bring you on and tell the story of how that has come to be. So tell us a little bit about what was going on in terms of your habits, in terms of health, in terms of work, and, you know, approximately if we go back to when we first met. Sure. So I'm definitely someone who has um, struggled on and off forever regarding um, weight. I've also had a lot of health issues. I'm a cancer survivor. I've had colitis. I had arthritis, insulin resistance. So I definitely had a lot of, uh, it's been a roller coaster regarding health and weight. So those are two issues that I've definitely um, struggled with. Um, Time management is another area in which I struggled with. So, you know, when I met Carol, I definitely was struggling in in all of those areas. And the first way that Carol was really able to help me was as far as, um, you know, health and diet and food. So Carol introduced me to 2B Mindset, a program part of Beachbody. And um, another concept actually that Carol really helped me with is accountability. So um, Carol has a group on on Facebook of people who are part of the, you know, programs that they've participated with Carol. And to be able to have, um, to go through these experiences, not alone, is just tremendous. Um, It was so great to be able to, you know, post pictures of my food and people sharing recipes and just knowing, um, you know, Carol has these various contests. She had these great boards where you played games and, you know, so you really wanted to like mark all your X's on your board. Um, and those are the kind of things, um, like if I had to be doing that on my own, I don't think I would have gotten um, the same results. Yeah. It's really, really hard. I mean, I think almost everyone, you know, would say that they've, they've had health habits they want to work on over the years and it's really hard to do it alone. And so this idea of accountability in a community, um, is really so special. And I know that was game changing for me too. having my own friend become my coach and hold me accountable is what got me started. And then joining her community um, is what, you know, what helped me and what I wanted to replicate. So you joined, it's a really the most special group of women who um, are all working on similar goals and are super supportive. And it, it just magically works kind of knowing there are people out there who want to know, did you get your workout in today? Did you drink your water today? You know, did you create meals that aligned with your goals? And it, it really just kind of sits on your shoulder and that knowledge that you are part of something bigger and people are counting on you. And it really does help you make those changes day in and day out. So yeah, that goes back many years working together in that group and working on those health habits. And then yeah, I definitely learned like one of another big thing I hadn't really, and, and I'm someone who always enjoyed vegetables, but I never really thought about having them like in every meal. And that was something that is another thing that I definitely learned. Um, I'm, I'm much better about um, having my vegetables all throughout my day. <laughs> and yeah. also I would never even think about having a vegetable like, as a snack, like now I'll like, I love having like steamed Brussels sprouts with like everything bagel spice on top as a snack. Who would have thought, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And so what was going on in terms of, so time management is such a broad topic, but just in terms of day-to-day life, you know, you had your self-employed and, you know, so you, you wear a lot of hats, you've got a lot on your plate. And so how were you feeling about your days in terms of knowing what you had to focus on, knowing what the important tasks were of the day. And then by the end of the day, how did you feel about what you got done 
again, flashing back five years ago when we first met. Right. I mean, I definitely was all over the place. I didn't really use a calendar or planner. I mean, I would say I used a little bit of, uh, you know, the Google calendar, maybe, you know, for some, you know, definitely for meetings and everything. I didn't use a paper planner at all. I, I didn't really think enough about it, really. And I definitely was not using my time well. Um, I also think that my husband and I also, one of the big game changers for us is having a shared calendar on the phone mm-hmm. has been a game changer. We used to spend so much time sitting down, like, what do you have going on? And what do you have going on? And like, now you just put it in the shared calendar, boom, done. We both know what's happening. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, and then I also, the other beautiful thing is uh, the best thing you taught me is that taking, you have these things, they're in a list. Well, they don't really help when they're in a list, whether it's on your phone or your paper, you need to put them in your calendar. And by doing that, I've accomplished so, so much more by, you know, just taking, and it's like, it sounds silly, but it's even like, make this phone call, mm-hmm. you know, fill out this survey, whatever it is, putting it in my calendar helps me to get it done. And I can tell you that my husband had a list. I'm not even joking you like 70 things. And now it's like, down to on an average basis of like 10 things. You're kidding me. No. Because you taught him the same strategy. Exactly. Exactly. And not only that, um, I work with um, several emerging professionals and it's something that I've then taught them to do so much so that they now use the phrase, put it in your calendar. And that phrase was even quoted on the newsletter that goes out to all the interns. Oh my God. I love it. I mean, can you imagine, you know, if you could go back in time and learn in your 20s what we're now learning later in life. I mean, oh, how- my goodness, what a game changer it would have been yeah. if like from from the get go, yeah. if I had just taken everything I need to do and put it in my calendar, I would have been really accomplished. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's frustrating. You know, I have that thought, too, if we could only go back and know what we know now. But I guess, you know, that's just life. need to move forward. You got to live and learn. But I love that you are paying it forward and teaching young interns these skills and life like life strategies so that they can perform better from an earlier age. Um, so can you describe like if you picture yourself going to bed again, back up five years ago, going to bed, how were you feeling about how the day went? Oh, definitely overwhelmed. And uh, almost always, I'm not going to say I still even do this now sometimes where I'm like lying in bed, like, oh, right, I got to do this. I got to add that. But the good thing is the difference is I'm adding it to my calendar. I'm like, okay, tomorrow at 10 o'clock is when I'm going to do that. Whereas before I never would have done that. And the likelihood of it is it just would keep moving from week yeah. to week to week. Um, so that is definitely a, a big you know, a big difference. Uh, Another big difference is I also am very dedicated now to exercise. And that one of the things also that you taught me is put that in your calendar. Mm -hmm. Right. And, And the thing, what's really interesting is like, I've heard of these things before and I don't know why now they're sticking, but I just, you know, obviously I'm glad they're sticking, but, um, it's been really helpful to put that in the calendar too. Yeah. I want to come back to that for sure. Cause that's such a big one. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think what you describe is so common for a lot of people that I work with who don't have a system and they tell me they go to bed, they just have this perpetual state of feeling overwhelmed and then just feeling so discouraged going to bed, feeling like, well, where did the day go? I got nothing done. I have all these things on my to-do list and I don't know what I did today. And then you wake up and you just feel discouraged all over again because it's like, well, here we go. Like another ho-hum day of just feeling lost. And it's a terrible terrible cycle. 
And so I want to go through how we helped you break that. So this was probably, I think it was like two years ago, two summers ago, maybe two, two and a half years ago when I started running these time management classes. So, you know, this is work that I had been doing, um, in my, with, with my psychologist hat on and a friend of mine asked me to help her with time management. And that gave us the idea of, Hey, you know, if she needs help, there are probably other people. So let's run this group on Facebook and make, make it accessible to the people that we know and, and, you know, help more people. And so I think you did one of the earlier classes. Yes. And so tell me what that was like, sort of how it was similar to the health accountability group and then some ways in which it was different. Um, so one of the similarities was, um, I had, I was kind of fortunate because another person that we, um, I found through my cousin Eve, um, she was taking the class as well. So we decided to become accountability, um, partners and we would find a time to meet, you know, once a week to discuss things and that, and the nice thing is it lasted for a while past the class. It wasn't just ended with the class, which really proves how it is so important to have somebody like that in your world who will make you accountable, um, accountable for things. So just learning, like I said before, I didn't really use the paper planner. So now I use the combination of the electronic and the paper. And it's kind of one of my words I use a lot is like robust, right? So I just feel like it's a more robust process to using just electronic or just paper. The combination is just amazing for me, but I know everyone has to do what works um, works best for them. Yep. Yeah. So let's see if we can spell it out a little bit. So in this class, so I have a workbook. So you got a workbook. Did you get the printed one or just the digital one? No, the printed one. No, because it's really important. I think, um, it, to do the exercises really like writing things down. Really yeah. helps. I agree too. And you hear me say that a lot on the podcast, that there's just something about taking the thoughts that swirl around in your head and get them out on paper, even more so than typing. It's just, there's just something about writing that's really powerful. Agreed. So you got the workbook and the workbook is set up. It's 21 days to, you know, they say it takes 21 days to create new habits. So that's really the foundation for all of my programs. So it's 21 exercises where we work on one habit a day. We kind of layer them on. So of course the foundation is deciding on a planner. So that was when you were introduced to the idea of a paper planner. Yes. And I got the exact one that Carol has. <laughs> yes. Which we love. We love so much. The Erin Condren planner. We'll put that in the show notes because I just love it so much. Yes. Um, it has a lot of inspirational quotes in it as well. And I like the fact you can design it to however you want. You can even have your own name on it. Yeah. Yeah. And I find, and I, I know you do too, that when it, when something is visually appealing, it makes you want to use it. So if you got this Definitely. boring old black one from Staples, you're not going to really want to pick it up, but when it's beautiful and colorful and, and motivational, then you really do want to. So, um, so you, d- you got the planner and we really hashed out the details, you know, of how you were going to use the digital calendar in conjunction with the paper planner and really created a system that you could use, um, And we worked on the task list, same thing, identifying one place where the task list would live so that whenever a thought pops into your mind, you know exactly where it goes. And then that magical next step of then looking at your list and deciding, okay, what are the priorities for the week and picking a handful and then assigning them an exact time and date in the calendar. And like you were saying, that is so key because it's the unstructured time that is so hard for all of us to manage. Like if you know you have a doctor's appointment at nine o'clock, okay, you know to show up for that. If you know you're going to get on a Zoom with me at 10, you know to show up for that. But then when you look at your calendar, you say, oh my gosh, 12 to six, 
it's totally empty and yet I have so much to do, but I don't even know where to begin. And that is where people freeze. So what did you learn in the class about how to manage that? Well, exactly what you said, although I will say I still struggle with um, keeping kind of the list and putting things in. I do tend to keep things in my head, which I know is not the way to do it. (laughs) I need to then have Carol's voice in my head reminding me to put things on the list and to prioritize them and and move them to, you know, blocking, definitely blocking things in the calendar. But I've definitely learned to, there are things that I never would have thought to have put in my calendar before that I definitely put in, um, put in now. Like what? Like I said, whether it's the working out thing or just even like different things for work that I know that I, that I need to do, whether it's to call somebody to create, you know, documentation for something, researching something like before I would never think like, oh, so from two to three, I'm going to research X, Y, Z. I would never think to put that in my calendar before. Whereas now it's in my calendar. And then I'm like, oh, right. I got to go research that. Yeah. So you know, before we started recording, you were saying that you're, you know, a lot has improved, but you're still feeling that things could be even better. So should we dive in and see if we can sure. troubleshoot a little bit? And I, I think it's this area, right? Like it's really refining that get, getting everything in the to-do list and then mapping that out. So let's go back to basics. So you have, you have decided you have your master calendar, which I think is your digital one, right? Like that's where everything yes. goes right away. So, you know, that is the be all end all of where you need to look when, you know, to know what's what. And when something new comes up, you know, that that's exactly where it needs to go. And I really want to underscore that I came up with this new analogy, probably since the class, which is that if you think about a dresser, you know, most people designate, you have a dresser, you have a sock drawer, you have a pajama drawer, a shirt drawer, a pant drawer. And so when you go to put your laundry away, it's manageable because you know where everything goes, right? But what if all of a sudden you have a bathing suit and there's no bathing suit drawer? What do you do? You shove it somewhere or (laughs) you leave it in the basket because you don't really know what to do with it. And then it gets moved around from place to place. And then two months later, you're going on vacation and you're saying, where the heck is that bathing suit? And you have no idea because it didn't get put away anywhere. And that's the same thing with our to-do list, that if you have a designated spot for information to go, it's going to be a lot easier when it pops up. It's going to be a lot easier to know where to put it. And when it's put away, quote unquote, in the proper drawer, then you know where to look for it when you need it. And so that's really what we're trying to do with the to-do list. So when you designate, same thing with the calendar, you've already done that. When you designate one place where the to-do items are going to go, it's going to make it easier to create that connection in your head when you have a thought of something that needs to get done. Oh, I know which drawer to put that in. So have you decided really concretely where that list is going to live? I haven't, but thinking, you know, listening to you, I really think the better place for it for me would probably just be on my phone because there's a lot of times I'm not sitting at my desk where my paper planner is. So I think it would be more of having it on my phone and then transferring it both in the planner and then electronically. And again, I know maybe for some people they're like, oh, that's double work, whatever. But I think if anything, it just reinforces the things that you need to get done because I do think that and even things that are on the calendar end up not getting done. So if you, again, and, and then that active writing things down, right. Again, just, it's just another reinforcement. So do you use Outlook or do you use just the Google calendar? Just the Google calendar. Okay. So do you want a digital location? You know, cause we want to want to know if, if you've decided you're going to use your phone, we want to know exactly where on your phone, because otherwise <laughs> sometimes you text it to yourself. Sometimes you make a note, sometimes you put it in your calendar. So we want to decide on one location in the phone. Right. So 
Where would I guess you... the best place would maybe just make um, on the notes section, I think is probably I'll create right now as live and in person. We're yeah. creating. Well, wait a minute. Before you do that, oh, I want okay. to suggest something. I'm jumping else. the gun. Yep. So have you ever used the reminders app? I have not, not as successfully as I would like to. Yeah. I'm going to suggest that over the notes function. The reminders, I'm pretty sure I have an iPhone, but I'm pretty sure it's in an Android as well. If I not, have an iPhone. Yeah. Okay. But if anyone's listening and you have an Android or some other kind of phone, um, I'm pretty sure it has reminders, but if not, I'm sure it has some kind of basic to-do list. And the reason why I like it better is because you can set the priority on it. Okay. So you can sort, ultimately you can sort the low, medium and high priority items and you can make separate lists. So I try to teach everyone to keep it simple. Okay. You know, I don't want you to have 12 different lists, but sometimes it is helpful to separate out like a grocery list. Mm -hmm. So whenever you're in your kitchen and you realize you need something, you know, you can go right to that grocery list and put it in there. Although we do use Alexa for that. (laughs) Okay. That's awesome. That works too. Um, I have one for books and TV recommendations because those are always coming up. And then when you go to find it, you're like, where, where is it? So I find that that's helpful to separate out. Right. That's not really a to-do. Right. But, like I have, but for example, in my notes section, I also have a books list and a okay. to-do list. So. All right. Well, that works. All right. So for to-dos, let's just focus yes, on that. Let's just stick the to the to-dos. We'll st- okay. Stay focused. So you can set that up in reminders. And um, yeah, so you can create your new list. And so the first thing you're going to do, so this might actually be a task that you put on your to-do list, which is going to be to organize all your Mm -hmm. to-dos. So you're going to set a time in your calendar, whether it's today, maybe tomorrow. I want you to gather together all the to-dos that are floating around. So if they're Mm -hmm. on a list somewhere, piece of paper, notes, or even in your head, I want you to just take a good 20, 30 minutes, bring everything together, dump everything out of your head. Mm -hmm. I just put it in Monday, 10 o'clock. It's happening. All right. I love it. And I want you to text me afterwards and tell me okay, how it went. I'm putting okay. that in too. Text Carol. That's your accountability. Um, so first you're going to just list it all in, you know, it'd be one big mess. Just list everything, get it all. So do in you there. hit the new reminder? Um, yep. Um, no. So you want to start a list. So add list. Okay. You're going to add a list. Okay. Then it's asking me though about which um, email address. I guess that doesn't yeah. really matter. Right. Yeah, that has to do with where it gets synced. Like if you're going to sync it. Okay, so and then, okay, so to do's, got it. Yep, and then you can add a new reminder to add different items. Got it. And then you'll notice that if you tap on, like add something new, like write to-do list, maybe as a to-do. Right. And then if you tap on that, you'll see a little I button. Do you see that? Mm -hmm. And then you can set, you can make some notes if you need to, but you can use the priority and make it low, medium, or high. So, but don't worry about that right away. So the first thing is you're just going to put everything in the list. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's the ongoing habit that we're trying to create that whenever something comes up, if you get an email, if someone asks you to do something, if you think of something, you now know exactly what drawer you're going to put it in. The next step is your planning session. So the idea here is that you pick one day a week. I like to do it Sunday mornings, but you right, I remember whatever. you said that right. you can pick whatever day you want. Mm-hmm. And that's where you set up your calendar for the whole week. So what day do you think would work well for you? I mean, I like your concept of Sunday just because obviously then you know what's going on for the week. Whereas if you yeah. do it Monday, you're kind of a little lost on Monday. Yeah. I agree. Now, is it realistic, like in the middle of your weekend to take some time to do that? I mean, I, all I can do is try. Yeah. Okay. 
So I would suggest putting it in your calendar, pick a time. Like I suggest earlier in the day, you know, before you kind of get caught up in things. So let's say mm-hmm. you put 11 o'clock is going to be your planning session and make that a repeating event. And I also suggest telling the people that you live with that this is your intention, that you are creating this habit. So when they see you sneak away at 11 o'clock, this is what you're doing. This is really important and you can't be interrupted. Right. Yes. I mean, I actually, one of the reasons I think I'll do it when I do it is usually um, Andy's running. So he's not even here. Perfect. Okay. So what's going to happen during that planning session? Do you have any thoughts right now about how you would use that time? Well, I would input the first things I would input are like the known entities. So like the meetings that I know are already scheduled for that week. So to me, that's yes. would be the first thing. So this is where we're, we're kind of mapping out, we're kind of integrating the digital calendar and the paper calendar. And like you said, and I'll reiterate that it is extra work. So this may not work for everyone, but I do find that the process of writing it out helps the information imprint in my brain and helps it really stick. And then I kind of get a sense of what's coming up for the week. So I actually really enjoy writing it down. So you're going to open up your paper planner if you use this, or you're going to work with your digital one. If it's digital, everything that already has a time is in there. But if you're using your paper, then you're going to copy over and start with everything that already has a known time. Then the next thing that you're going to do is your health habits because we, and the reason why this is next is because we are raising the priority level of this. Taking care of your health is so important. It's your number one job. So it shouldn't be the last thing that you squeeze in after everything else. It's the very first thing on your radar. So this is where you're going to think about when am I having my meals for the day? which is something you and I talked about as we made this call, like, okay, how are we going to have lunch if we're having this call at one o'clock? So when are you going to have your meals? What's your goal for your workouts for the week? And when are those going to get done? We can't wish for them. We can't hope for them. We're going to make a plan, a strategic Mm -hmm. plan so that they happen. So you're going to map that out, literally write out the time and day when those workouts are going to happen. Mm -hmm. Then you look at it and you see, okay, what kind of blank space do I have left over? And that's where we start to fill in. And that's what what is available to you to work on the to-do list. So some days you might get to that place and realize, I'm just not going to get anything off the list done today. If you happen to have a lot of meetings and a lot of appointments, it just is what it is. And you're not going to get to-do list done. But the next day, maybe you have a giant chunk of blank time from 12 to five, and that's going to be a really powerful day to work through your list. So then you're going to go to your list and your reminders. It's all in one place. And you're going to go through and mark them off low, medium, or high. Now, the key thing is you can only have, I would say, four to five high priority items at a time. Otherwise, you're back to the beginning. There are too many and it's too overwhelming. So you're going to go through, you're going to pick those. And I know a lot of people say that this can be hard because sometimes they all feel important. And so you're like, how do I pick? And sometimes it's just arbitrary. You know, if if first do the things that have a deadline and then barring that, if everything else is equal, pick whatever you want. You can pick whatever's fun, interesting, whatever, just pick something because you're going to, even if it's not the perfect decision, you're going to get more done if you have made the decision in advance rather than trying to figure it out on that day. So you identify your high priority items, then you mark the rest low and medium. Then you take your highs and you're going to plug them in to your calendar on a specific day and time. Let me pause. How does this all feel so far? Yeah, I mean, it's all really great 
you know, it's like, I know that I learned it before, but it's like, sometimes, you know, you have to hear it again and again before it really can, you know, like stick, stick. Yeah. We have to go think, go through things many times. And like you said before, you know, some of what I've taught you, you'd heard before, but sometimes it's just hearing at the right time at the right place and the right wording from the right person, you know, to make it really stick. So it's not necessarily rocket science. Um, so let's see anything else we want to add to that. Yeah. So, you know, the other thing I want you to know is that you don't have to schedule every single blank spot. So you can designate some as rest time and do whatever you want with that time. That's the time when you, when you give yourself permission to have no expectations. If you want to watch TV, if you want to take a nap, if you want to go on social media, if you want to do whatever you want, go do it. But you know when that time strategically works and you also know when it's got to end because then you have to move on to the next thing. So I now, if you'll see, I post mine on social media all the time. You'll see I post a rest area. I mean, a rest time block into almost every single day because I have to, I can't go, you know, from six in the morning till 10 at night without stopping at all. So I I think a lot of people don't tend to do that. I know. I know because we think it's indulgent. It's like selfish or indulgent. And in fact, it's not, it makes you more efficient for the rest of the day. Yeah. And I like the concept of, um, I don't think that was something you probably did as much before of like putting the health habits first. Right. Yes. That is definitely something that has evolved, um, over the past few years. Yeah. So, you know, the beauty of this, even though it's a bit of an investment on your Sundays to do this planning, the beauty of it is that you make the decisions at a time when you don't actually have to do the action. So it's a lot easier. And then when it's time to take the action, you don't also have to make decisions. And so that's also easier. So it is totally a win-win. And throughout your week, all you're doing is implementing, not deciding and implementing. Yeah, no, it definitely is a very good reminder and it's great, especially with, you know, kicking off the year to get myself into, um, into these habits. Yeah. You are not alone. I mean, there's so many people, you know, a lot of us, myself included, we're kind of revamping. We let things go a little bit over the holidays. So now we're getting back to business. And I want, I want, I want to just acknowledge that this is something I'm working on too, that I think it's okay to give ourselves grace, you know, that there are times weeks, you know, months, times of the year when you kind of ease up a little bit. And then there are times when you really dial in the focus. And this is a great time of year to really dial in the focus, get to work on your goals, make progress, work on your habits and kind of go full force. So I have some assignments for you. So anyone who works with me know that, you know, that I always give out like assignments and follow-ups. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to text you and I'm going to follow up and I'm going to want to know how it went. So you have your Sunday planning session designated. Um, and I want you to text me afterwards and let me know how it goes. And then I also want you to text me next week. So I want you to give this a try for a week. And then text me again and let me know how it works. And no, again, give yourself grace that this is a process that we're not going to overhaul everything overnight. It's not going to go perfectly, but you will move the dial forward, you know, trying a lot of these new strategies that we talked about today. And the net gain is going to be that you're going to move the dial forward. You're going to feel so much better about your day. And then we'll see what the opportunities are to continue to tweak things. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've already experienced that you know, with doing this process to begin with. So I, you know, it's, I know that the proof is in the pudding. So Yeah. Which does help. So I'm curious to ask you, this is a question that I like to ask kind of what's your gut feeling as we talk about this today, as we talk about some new ideas, what's your gut feeling about going forward with them? Definitely a sense of relief. 
you know, whenever you have a concrete uh, way or an answer to something, then it just helps you feel more relaxed and more comfortable. And then, you know, it's like a more of an obtainable goal. Yeah. So you feel more hopeful. It feels more doable. Yes. And overall better. Yeah. Yes. All right. Yes. Well, I think the part of the problem is I keep too many things in my head. So I think yeah. I have to take the things in. And it's kind of interesting because like one of the things I even do for people is, um, you know, as a consultant is I call it sort of like brain dumping, you know, and a lot of people have in their head and I sit and I work with them, have them brain dump, and then I help them like organize. But yet, you know, when it comes to yourself, you're not always so good about doing things for yourself. It's always so much easier to do it for someone else, right? Um, there's this great graphic that describes the work of therapists and it shows someone sitting on the couch and like the thoughts are all a big jumble swirl in her head. And then like the therapist kind of cleans them up and makes them into straight lines. It's like takes the jumble and, and helps you make sense of it. And so it's always easier to, you know, when you're an objective person on the outside to do that for someone else. Sure. Um, but it's so important to, to give yourself that gift of doing it for yourself too. So I really want to thank you, Gail, for your willingness to be honest. That's what I love about you. You know, you're just, you're willing to be so upfront and candid and you give others the gift of being able to learn through you. So I really thank you so much for- You're welcome. I appreciate it also. You helped me too. It's a, you know, a win-win and we always work together very well. We do. So, and I know we will in the future too. So it's great. Big things to come for us uh, for sure. So thank you so much. I hope for everyone listening that this was helpful. I am always here. If you are working on your own time management and your own health habits, then I am just a message away. So don't hesitate to reach out. Always happy to help. Uh, you can find my contact information in the show notes and I'll be back next week. So thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks again, Gail. You're welcome. Take care. Bye. Hello, friends. It's Carol Perlman coming on to say hello, and thank you so much for listening. I hope you've been enjoying these episodes as much as I've enjoyed creating them for you. I wanted to make sure you knew about a special program that is currently being offered on my website. If you go to www.healthybenumber4lifebycarolperlman.com, you'll see more information about my current time management classes. If you follow me on social media, if you listen to my podcast, you know that I believe time management is behind almost every single one of your goals. And the more you can perfect your skills in time management, the more successful you're going to be in reaching your goals. I have created what I believe is a really outstanding class. I've been studying time management for years. I've been perfecting my own system and I've been teaching others for almost 15 years now. I created an online course, a 21-day habit formation course that is now available to you. They, quote unquote, they say it takes 21 days to create a new habit. And I find that that is often time the case. So go look on the website, healthyforlifebycarolperlman.com, and you will see current offerings. I have several different time management classes for specific audiences. But the general one is just the It's About Time, Time Management class. You'll see all the details there. You'll see the upcoming start date. And there's always the opportunity to buy the workbook and complete the course as a self-paced course and take it at your own speed. It's one exercise a day. All you need to commit is 10, maybe 15 minutes a day. Step by step, you will create new habits that last a lifetime for better time management. Check it out. And I hope to see you in one of the classes. Thanks again for listening. 
Thank you for joining me for another episode of Healthy Habits for Life. If you loved today's episode, please follow me on iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. These are so important and will enable others like you to find this podcast. Also, please share this podcast with your friends you know would also love it so we can get the word out. Thanks again for joining me. Until next week.